0: and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The One exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. I think Julie Andrews as Mary Poppins is sexy as hell, so hear me out. It's not a kink. When she strides right in with her hands full, like in the very first scene, she has an umbrella, a carpet bag, and she just commands the room. She barely registers this stodgy, superior demeanor of the father in the story, and Mary Poppins dominates the conversation from the first line. She speaks of herself in a way that oozes self-confidence without ego. She unapologetically demands attention. In the scene where she's unpacking with the kids upstairs, she holds this hand mirror up and beams into it satisfied. She's like the picture of self-love without self-absorption. I just love her. She speaks and befriends everyone in that movie the children, the shopkeepers, the chimney sweeps, and everyone sort of picks up on this impression that she's something special. In this movie, nothing seems inherently dangerous or below her. Mary Poppins doesn't operate from fear. I think that's it. She's confident, grounded, admired, desired, well-spoken, and magical. And she's all of those things at once. She's really comfortable holding herself in all of her sort of multi-dimensional self. We are usually shown these characters that are not so multi-dimensional. They're either sweet characters or they're troublemaking characters. They are either good and boring or bad and interesting, but Mary Poppins and specifically Julie Andrews as Mary Poppins is fully complex. She's a very nuanced character. Julie Andrews really does have a beautiful voice and she's a professional actor, But the thing I love the most about Julie Andrews is her facial expressions, especially her eye roll. How does Julie Andrew roll her eyes and convey perfectly that it's just about the situation and not the person? And it's really her playfulness, her curiosity that I find so sexy. So who and what we find sexy can help us learn so much about ourselves. So in this episode, the first thing I want to invite you to accept is that we do not see in others ever what is not already in ourselves. So even if you consider yourself to have the identity of this very serious rule follower. If you find wild anarchy type sexy, you have this in you yourself. Perhaps it's hidden or buried, but it's there. And the second thing in this episode I wanna invite you is to really ask yourself, what about this person or this experience are you finding so sexy? Everyone knows there is no universal measurement of sexy. We only have to look at People Magazine's record screech announcement of Paul Rudd being crowned the sexiest man alive in 2021 to understand that sexy is relative. I really don't have an answer for you on the Paul Rudd thing dear listener but I do think it was probably because people both the magazine and the collective people were really craving some sort of steady calm sweetness perhaps like a little bit of normal that was missing as we struggled under the pandemic in 2020 so that Paul Rudd felt like the sexy choice because it was unusual to have this calm sweetness in our lives. Another example is the Ginger Marianne debate. Do people find this starlit baby doll voice sexy because they're attracted to this part in themselves that wants to be so overtly sexual in expression and body language but something is holding them back? Or is the certain something about Marianne's more subtle beauty that conveys this maybe understated and perhaps mysterious form of passion? It's all a mirror. One person sees in Ginger or Marianne or Rudd or Julie Andrews will not be the same as another person. And good. Really, it's another reason to celebrate the amazing uniqueness of you. What you find sexy is for you to decide. Sometimes we're influenced by culture to pair up with people that we never really found to be sexy, but it made sense to other people in our lives. We just entered into a match without giving it much thought. So I invite you not to let anyone tell you what your preferences are. Understand though that your preferences do represent something. And the something is usually a value or a trait that you're interested in feeling. I used to crush hard on Mark Wahlberg when he had tattoos, right? So he was kind of the bad boy. But then he got them all lasered off and I heard him say in an interview that he did this because he thought it was a bad influence on his children. I immediately lost any physical attraction for him. The tattoos kind of represented this wildness, this freedom. That was something that I wanted for myself and I found so sexy in him. And then him judging himself and the tattoo world really dampened his his sexiness even further. And then it died completely when he did the movie Ted with a CG bear. But I digress. Your idea of sexy will change. You will go through phases where you're maybe super turned on by tight clothing and then by someone playing and laughing with children and then someone in their element creating art or music and other times simple things like a hair toss or eating spaghetti will be a huge turn on for you. Just don't judge your turn on either let it simply exist without judgment or get curious about why this certain something is showing up as sexy to you. I have a practice I do with clients who want to get some clarity or perspective around an emotion and we can do it here with this feeling of sexiness. It doesn't take more than three minutes and you can do it anytime, anywhere for anything that's kind of cloudy for you. So there are three steps and a pre-step. Start by picturing an incredibly sexy human. And what specifically are you finding so sexy about them? I recently saw a woman walking down the street with friends. It was super hot evening and she had on this backless shirt. This woman had a tattoo in henna or rust colored ink and it was tattooed all the way down her spine. And I think I may have said out loud on the street Good Lord, that is sexy. And so my pre-step would be remembering that image. And then step one is feeling into your body where your attraction and your admiration or excitement is located. And without looking for anything, without judgment or leading the witness, if you will, just feel how it feels to perceive whatever it is you're finding sexy. Here is what is going on with you in your body when you see, smell, hear, touch, taste, and feel when you're near that sexiness. The next step is to become the actual object of sexiness. So become what is sexy to you. You are the tattoo, you are the red lips, you are whatever. In my case, I dropped into the henna tattoo and felt what it was like to be on that woman's spine, to move when she moves, To be the sexy and not to react to the sexy. The third and final step is to come out and become the observer. Notice you and notice the person or the thing that you find so sexy. And then just witness this sexy vignette. Very often, this practice of, I call it playing every role in the scene, will be an aha moment. Ooh, I want to pay more attention to my back. I love how brave that is. Or, aha, I am so attracted to movement. Try not to squash any reaction that you have to something or someone that shows up sexy as hell to you. Don't judge yourself. And people of all genders and sexual identities can perceive sexy in any anyone or anything. In fact, the more we understand this, the more we can enjoy when we find someone and something sexy without really thinking that we need to do something about it. There's no need to make it mean something. Feel free to explore the clues that this turn on give you about what you might want more or less of in your life. What you might want to focus on and grow in yourself. No one owes you anything if you find them to be sexy. You don't owe anyone anything if someone finds you to be sexy. But we do owe it to ourselves to enjoy our own turn-on as another way of knowing and understanding our beautiful selves. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, you magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode, like, download, sleep with me under your pillow, click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter, and then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me.